Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Now, let's talk about what you just saw. Uh, We have really felt uh, like God is doing something, uh, not just for this season of Word of Life, but setting us up for the next season. Uh, I believe, um, just in my heart, that a new day has come. Uh, Nature reflects the essence of heaven. Um, And so you see, even in the book of Genesis, day and night, uh, and the passage of time through days, on the first day, second day, third day, all the way to the seventh. And when you, you see a day start, when a new day starts, it starts in darkness. And then it works to the light. And though it's the same darkness as the day that came, it came before or came after, it's still the same darkness. It's not the same day. And I believe our, our world has gone through and is going through a night, but it's not the same night. A new day is here, and we're about to see God's marvelous light dawn like never before in this brand new day. Um, and in this night season has been positioning things, positioning people, doing a work in people. Uh, setting up people, getting them in the, the right places and in the right channels and in the right, a lot of times, attitudes, frame of minds to position them for the day that is coming. And I believe that for many of you personally, but I definitely believe that for our church, that throughout COVID, the Lord has been positioning us uh, and uh, giving us assignments and things to do. And one of the chief things that he told us was take the church to the city. And so we began to look to do that. And uh, we knew that that meant through digital things and and ways. Uh, But we also knew that that meant campuses. And I never would have thought, um, you know, five, ten years ago, that one, it would have happened as fast, or two, the campuses would have been as close. Uh, But I see that God is doing something. Uh, just incredibly strategic. And so on February 27th, we will open up another location called Word of Life Fondren. It will operate out of Dueling Hall. One church who is currently meeting there has made a decision to merge with us uh, to start this church. Uh, Pastor Donovan, uh, who pastors one church, will be the campus pastor. And we will come in and facilitate worship and set up, you know, ushers. And we'll have uh, a seed member opportunity at both of our physical locations right now for members who want to go there and start that work and help plant that up. We'll do that in January. Uh, and then at the end of February, we will open up Word of Life Fondren at 10 a.m. Uh, and uh, can't wait to see what God's going to do there. Uh, and so that will be... Just amazing, and we're we're humbled by the opportunity to be able to to join up with one church uh, and excited to keep that mission going. Like Christ's life, when we merged with them, they were very similar um, in uh, culture, 
which is a, a big deal. There we go. We got some lights. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, which is a, a big deal when you're merging that you have similar cultures. Uh, and out of Dueling Hall, we're not taking over like Dueling Hall, but we have it for the whole day on Sunday. So from the, the start to the finish for the next three years, and we sign for the office space next to it that we'll use for childcare. Um, and so uh, we've signed it for the next three years. Uh, so after three years, we'll just see, maybe we'll buy it or maybe we'll get another campus, you know, another facility next to it. Uh, but we're committed to that area and we're, we're fired up about it. Uh, but out of that, that will also be a hub for our young adults. Uh, and so with us having it all day Sunday, on Sunday nights, we'll do a lot of young adult uh, type worship nights, college age type events. And with it being on Sunday night, I can get there live when I want to uh, <laughs> and feel led to. Uh, and so we're super excited about the opportunity. And then as you saw our fourth physical location, if you missed the news, we also had another facility given to us in Poindexter, which is right next to our outreach center. It's an old Greek Orthodox church, and we're in the process of renovating it, and it'll open up in the fall of next year. Uh, amen. Yeah, we can, we can, that's worthy of clapping for. Like, it's amazing uh, to see what God is doing. But this has just been in my heart in a big way is that God is perfectly positioning us and they'll put it on the screens, Lakeland, Highland Colony, Fondren, Poindexter, Online, and Fox. Now for these next two, uh, for many of you watching, you're watching online, uh, that campus is not fleshed out near like we want it to. In fact, uh, just like a physical building is built, uh, is being built, but you can't, you know, get in it yet until it's done, uh, that's been our online campus. This year, we have been working on building an online campus that we believe will be second to none. Uh, and out of that, that will launch next year as well. And then we'll also be on Fox every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, uh, that will launch next year as well. Uh, so out of this, you can see the Lord has expanded us in this season. And honestly, when I say perfectly positioned in the Jackson metro area, can you think of better real estate than Lakeland, Highland Colony, and Fondren? Uh, we have literally uh, have a presence in pockets of real estate uh, that are some of the most enviable places um, in our state. And it's not by accident. Um, if it was up to me, none of this, this is the truth, none of this uh, is my hopes and dreams. Uh, when I built phase one of Lakeland, which is over there, now it's Children's Church and all that kind of thing, we were running five services out of it. I preached every one of them live because I would preach them live if I could preach them live. Um, you know, I, I preached every one of them live. We were debt-free. And I told the Lord, like, this is great. Uh, you know, we can exercise stewardship um, like never before. Um, all I, when I started, my father had the church at 1,000 people. And then under my exceptional leadership, it shrank to 400. Uh, so <laughs> and so out of that, uh, what I desired was to get it back to 1,000 and build the building. He had bought the land. Him and my mom had bought the land, cleared it out, put the parking lot in. And what I wanted was if I could fulfill his dreams, and I was young, I was in my 20s, 
but if I could, could fulfill his dreams, that would be enough for me. And when it happened, it was. It was enough. Um, and I genuinely had come to the place where I didn't naturally, in and of myself, want anything more. Just the opportunity to serve the Lord, to be debt-free, go on missions trips, love people. Um, I, I just don't care. I don't care about being famous or having a large social media following or wear cool enough shoes to be on preacher sneakers. Like, uh, all of those, they're fine. I don't care. Uh, it's just not me. I don't look good in a hat. And, and that's unfair to me because I'm bald. Um, and like all of these, I'm not super cool or relevant uh, or, you know, those kinds of things. And I don't care to be. Uh, and so it was enough for me. But one day the Lord came to me, I was praying on a Saturday uh, in phase one, and you've heard me tell the story before, but the Lord said, you're robbing me. And I said, how Lord? It really did grieve me. Like I make fun of it and you know, say like, that's a low blow, but it really did grieve me. Uh, it, it upset me because uh, I said, how Lord? I give sacrificially in tithes and offerings, uh, both as a church and as a person how am I robbing you? And he said, with your small thinking, it's all you want, but it's not all I, all I want. Um, be obedient. And what this is, all of this, uh, what's happened at Highland Colony is exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask you to think. What God has done, honestly, like when, when I look around our facility here at Lakeland, I'm like, what in the world? Like, it's It's amazing. Uh, it's exceedingly abundantly above all I could have ever asked or thought. And then now coming into these things, we're literally, everything after Lakeland was given to us. Uh, we didn't have to buy it. We didn't have to buy it. We didn't have to buy it. Given. Uh, and how many of you know, <laughs> this is uh, the Lord's best of to give birth to Isaacs. I said this in first service, and none of this is in my notes, but it's okay. Uh, this is kind of like a family talk uh, and talking about the future of our family together. Uh, that I, I said this in first service at the 830 campus, or 830 service at Highland Colony. Um, in life, you can either live by an Ishmael or an Isaac. And so oftentimes, like Abraham, he had a dream of what he wanted, and it wasn't happening in the time frame that he wanted it. And so him and his wife came together and kind of set a plan together where they would work harder in the flesh to produce what they wanted, and they gave birth to an Ishmael. And the problem is, is what is born of the flesh has to be sustained by the flesh, and this is why we have so many people who are tired and worn out. Uh, because you can build the house, but without the Lord, you labor in vain when you build it. Um, and so here's what happens, and you'll see it happen next year. Many of you will have the tendency to live this way uh, and to do this. What do I want to happen in 2022? You'll write the vision, you know, you write it down. And then it's like, I know what I'll do. I'll work harder. I'll do more. And it's, it's not more of God. It's actually more of you. And I'll try, and I'll go after it, and I'll, I'll, I'll be more disciplined. And we, we fall back under the law where it's not a faith anymore, it's by our works. 
And you may get it done, but it'll wear you out. And it'll always, just like Ishmael, it will always frustrate your flesh. Or (laughs) you can live by the Spirit and give birth to an Isaac. And an Isaac is something that is born of God. And if it's born of God, it overcomes the whole world. Um, And the only way uh, to have something born of God is to fellowship with the Spirit long enough that there is a conception. Uh, That you've come into a place with your prayer life where you are praying more than you're striving. That it, it really is, like John said, I must decrease so that the Lord may increase. And what you're seeing here in, in perfectly position uh, is an Isaac. None of this was, was strove for, uh, even planned. Uh, this started in prayer of the, the Lord dealing with me. Actually, it started when I, the Lord told me, you're, not, you're robbing me with your dreams. So I'm like, I'll build you a building. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is how this came. I'm looking at the blueprints for this, uh, this facility that we're in here at Lakeland. And the Lord said, stop thinking about how to get people to that facility and start thinking about how to take the church to the people. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so I heard that and I was disobedient to the heavenly vision. Like it came big authoritatively and I forgot about it because uh, sometimes we're human. And I had a dream and in the dream is the clearest dream I ever had. I saw something going on in the lives of one of my kids and I didn't see it uh, in the natural, but the Lord showed it by the, the spirit and I saw it and I, I went and sure enough, it was exactly what I saw and we were able to course correct that. But after I saw it, the Lord said, I told you to stop thinking about how to get people to your church and to start thinking about how you could take the church to the city. And he's like, I mean it. Well, I didn't know COVID was coming uh, or any of those types of things. The Lord did tell me that there would be new places, new graces, and new faces. And the whole time I was saying that, I was bawling. And I told the Lord, I'm like, why am I crying when I'm, I'm saying this? He's like, because it'll come at the death of places, graces, and, and, and faces. And there'll be a season of transition with something dying, with something else coming to life. Um, And so out of that, these things um, prayed more. And I'm like, well, how do I take the church to the city? And the Lord showed me, well, where's the city? I'm like, they're there. He's like, well, where are they? Like, they're phones? He's like, yes, take it digitally. So we bought cameras and we began streaming. And we would have been up a creek without a paddle during COVID without streaming. And then the Lord opened up WLBT, where we were able to get on there and take the church to the city that way. And then the Lord showed me campuses. And I, it didn't even cross my mind uh, to, to have things play out this way. And the Lord said, it'll happen rapidly. It'll be a rapid acceleration where things will be released. And in the matter of a year and a half, literally three buildings and three ministries have been released to us. Uh, So, which brings me to where we're at now. Uh, These things will all start next year. Everything, the first two, we've got going, going well. 
Um, these four will start next year. This, February 27th, this in the fall, because it's a facility that needs a lot of TLC, which we're giving it, our online campus, I don't know the exact date yet, and then Fox at the beginning of next year. These things will launch. So I was praying about these things because what is born of the Spirit must be sustained by it. Um, and so it, it doesn't, you know, if it's born of the flesh, it eats flesh to live. Uh, you, you have a child, you know, physically born of the flesh. If you don't feed it, it dies. Well, what's born of the spirit, it must be fed. And man does not live by bread alone. How does it live? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. He's not talking about physical things there. He's talking about spiritual things. This campus, it was born of the Spirit. It's got to be fed, though. And if it doesn't get fed, it'll die. And it's the same thing with, uh, we see it happen with churches all over. Some of the most glorious churches in the world are over in Europe. They're restaurants now or museums. Um, because if it's born of the Spirit, it must be fed in order to live. Um, and so out of that, we've got to be a people of, of praying. You can't delegate prayer. It's great if you have people praying for you. But if there's one thing I have learned I can't delegate, it's my prayer life. <laughs> like, I have got to be a prayer. Because uh, that's prayer, a, a prayerless life is a prideful life. It's saying I can do it without God. I don't need him. Uh, a, a humble life is where you literally and spiritually bow your knee and say, I can't parent without you. I don't want to do this meeting without you. I don't want to pastor this church without you. I don't want to add campuses without you. Like Moses, I don't want to go in a promised land. I'd rather stay here in the wilderness with you than try to go in there and maintain it without you. Um, and so I feel like the Lord is calling us to prayer. Uh, and calling you, in fact, why don't you even say that? Even at Highland Colony, just say this with me, even here, here at Lakeland, say, the Lord is calling me to prayer. Come up hither. Come up to the throne of grace. Amen. So I was praying, and I told the Lord, I'm like, we need provision for this. Uh, you've given me the vision. This is your vision. I didn't even want it. I'm just being obedient to the heavenly vision by helping you obtain it. Because uh, this is his. This is not mine. This is not Joel Sim's ministry. This is Word of Life Church. This is his. Uh, so out of this, I'm like, okay, like I'm bringing these things into your hands, but here's the vision. We need provision for the vision. And was praying this out. So I know one of the things that helps with prayer is to have an our father mentality, not my father. They came to the, to the Lord and said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, you want to know how to pray? They said, yes, our father, our father. Pray in the context of community. One can put a thousand a flight, two can put 10,000 a flight. You want to see God move? Pray with somebody. Don't just delegate your prayer and be like, okay, well, you pray for me and then you don't even pray. Uh, but be a co-laborer. Uh, and so I, I'm, I've, I've learned some, some things in 20 years of ministry that it helps to have some co-laborers, uh, especially with spiritual things. 
Uh, so one of my co-laborers uh, is Reverend Robert Berry Jr. Uh, and uh, he's a prayer and has a, an anointing to pray. And all of us can pray, but there are some people who are just anointed to do it. All of us can sing. Not all of us should record <laughs> or hold a microphone, but we can all sing. And all of us can pray, but there are some intercessors. Uh, they just know how to lay hold on God and are anointed to do it. Um, and Robert's one of them. Uh, so I, I was coming to Robert and I was going to tell him what I'm praying for. of like, hey, pray in this way with me, provision. We need provision for these things. And he said, I already have. He said, and in prayer, the Lord told me, he's raising up three kings, three kings uh, to come and bring gifts that will sustain the babies. Uh, and they'll open up their treasures. And out of that, substance will come, vision will come for our provision will come for the vision. And when he said that, I'm like, that's good. Because it's Christmas time and, you know, everything else. I'm like, that's good. And walked away encouraged. Uh, and, <laughs> and the Lord dealt with my heart. He's like, that's not just good. That's me. Like, that, that's a word for me. And I'm like, I see. And so when you see some things in your, your heart, because if you're born again, your heart's alive unto God. This is one of the most beautiful things about Christianity uh, is your heart can catch things. It's alive unto the Lord. Uh, and so before, you had eyes, but you didn't see. Ears, but you didn't hear. A heart, but you didn't understand. But when you're born again, a heart of, a heart of stone is taken out of you and a heart of flesh is put in. And God can be very real to you. And this is why it's important that we have these churches and campuses is people need to know this. Is God can be very real to you. You can know his voice. Uh, you can capture his plan in your heart. You can walk with him. You can know him. He wants to, he wants to be known by you more than you want to know him. That's the truth. And just like for, for my wife, I don't want her knowing me through somebody else. Am I right? If you're married in here, would you say that that would be accurate? You don't want your spouse knowing you through somebody else. Do you know you're the bride of Christ? Oh, come on, church. I said, come on, church. Did you know you're the bride of Christ? You know what that's, that, that means? The Lord wants to know you. Talk with you. Fellowship with you. The communion of the Holy Spirit to be with you all, Paul said. Uh, so out of that, I, I caught that. Um, I'm like, that is the Lord. And so in my mind, and this is sometimes where we miss it because our, our mind has to be renewed, but our spirit's alive unto God. My mind began to craft it a plan because this is what we do. Many are the plans in a man's head. <laughs> and so out of this, we begin to craft plans. And in my mind, I just saw like three people coming in and just cutting checks. And I'm like, yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, because that would be easy. <laughs> and so out of that, that's kind of what I saw. And the Lord dealt with me. He's like, no, 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 in prayer later, because that's, uh, that's where your heart is still. God doesn't scream, he whispers. 
We just don't get quiet enough. Your flesh fears quiet. It wants noise all the time. So we create noise. When it gets quiet, we get bored and create more noise. But God speaks in a whisper. Be still. We don't get still enough. And when I finally got still, the Lord spoke to me. And he's like, no, 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 this is not three people. He's like, even with the Magi, and this is Christmas season, people think of the wise men. Oh, it's three wise men. No, we don't know if it was three. They came bearing three gifts, but it could have been a lot. The Magi's could have numbered in the hundreds. And he said, it's, it's not three people. He said, it's three campuses. Lakeland, Highland Colony, and Fondren. These things operating as kings in the earth, uh, campuses as kings in the earth that will fund the others until they're strong enough to be kings too. And then out of that, those will help even plant more works that they will be more kings too. And it's a long vision uh, because I've done this for 20 years, but I'm only 38 Uh, And we plan on leaving enough vision on the table for the next generation that Jesus tarries is coming to take it even further. Uh, So out of all these things, I'm like, I see that. And that bore witness with my heart. Uh, Three kings, uh, three ministries, three works that are strong in our city, perfectly positioned with a physical space in great real estate to reach our city and then covering it with a digital platform that if you can't make it to the physical facility, it's okay, we'll take the church to you. Um, And excited about those things. But as I was kind of meditating on that, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart. I'm gonna have to find a way to close this out in eight minutes. (laughs) But the Lord spoke to my heart. You guys are listening so good. uh, It makes it easy to communicate. Utterance is always affected by the hearers. I used to didn't think that. I'd hear preachers say that and like, you're just lazy. Uh, Study better and it'll go well every time. And then, you know, if you're prayed up and studied, it'll be fine. And then we started multiple services and I really began to see utterance really is affected by the hearer. And he won't cast his pearls before swine. But if you come hungry, and a minister is yielded to the Holy Spirit, you'll get what you need every time. Amen. That's the truth. Even if he or she is not the most articulate. Um, so anyway, um, um, I was praying out these things, and the Lord really dealt with me. He's like, you need to communicate this to your church. Uh, and we're, we'll wade over into the deep end of the pool here real quick. Uh, that in the Old Testament there were three types of offices or anointings. And if you're new to church, don't let that trip you up. Anointing just means empowered by God. That it's God's power helping you. And in the Old Testament, there were three primary offices, priest, prophet, and king. And the anointing would come upon these three offices. And when the anointing came upon the priest, it would help them hear to hear from God. When the anointing came upon the prophet, it would help them see and say for God. And when the anointing came upon a king, it would help the king take physical territory for God 
to bring in resources, lands, people, to conquer, to win physically. Uh, The priest and prophet won spiritually. They would tie the, the hearts of kings and men and women over to the Lord. The kings, though, and the kingly anointing um, rest upon people to bring physical things into the kingdom of God for its, ex- for its expansion. Um, resources, tools, lands, things. And so what we see in the Old Testament uh, is that the kingly office was anointed by the prophet. The prophet activated the king. And the priest activated the prophet. There would be no prophet without the priest. There would be no king without the prophet. An example of this is Eli the priest anointing Samuel, Samuel coming into the the prophet office, and then the prophet Samuel going to David's house and anointing him king. Um, And each one was empowered in different ways. And so let me close with this. I just want to show you this and just intrigue your heart enough to get you to pray about something. First Chronicles chapter 17. Uh, You can open up to it or it'll be on the screens as well. First Chronicles chapter 17 and verse number one. Now it came to pass as David said in his house that David said to Nathan the prophet, once again, prophet activates king. Lo, I dwell in a house of cedars, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord, which was the presence of God, remains under curtains. Verse 2, then Nathan said unto David, do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. Verse 3, and it came to pass the same night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, go and tell David my servant, thus saith the Lord, you will not build me a house to dwell in, for I have not dwelt in a house since this day. Uh, that I brought up to Israel unto this day, but have gone from tent to tent, from one tabernacle to another. Whithersoever I have walked with all of Israel, spake I a word to any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Now this is the part I want to get to. I took you from the sheep coat, even from the following of the sheep, that you should be a ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with you whithersoever you have walked. And I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I have made you a... Now notice this. I have made you a name, like the name of the great men that are on the earth. What's the Lord saying? I raised you up. I made you king. When you study out this progression, there would be no David king without Samuel the prophet. And there would be no prophet the Samuel without Eli the priest. You remember Samuel? He's sitting in Eli's house and he hears a voice and it's the voice of God calling him Samuel. He thinks it's Eli. He doesn't discern the voice of the Lord. It's so sad that we still have a generation, literally, thousands of years later, and people are still where Samuel is at, not not, not able to understand the voice of the Lord. How sad. It breaks the Father's heart. And like, I came home, my favorite thing from coming home from Columbia uh, was just uh, hearing my my family just talk and uh, my youngest eight-year-old laugh, like it just, his laugh. Just the communication of his laugh just filled my soul. 
And to think that there are still Christians today that we can have a heavenly father that we can't hear. Uh, And so Samuel is is hearing from the Lord, but he doesn't know it. So he comes, because oftentimes God sounds like a familiar voice. He's not scary. He sounds like a familiar voice. And so out of this, he thinks it's Eli. So he runs to Eli, and he's like, Eli, you called me. He's like, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Uh, It happens a second time. He runs to Eli. Third time, Eli finally picks up priest. Ah, what's a priest? Anointed to hear. This is the Lord talking to this boy. He said, the next time the Lord calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I love this. You can read this in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Eli goes and, and back to sleep, and Samuel go gets, it, gets in his bed. and It said the Lord stood, stood in front of Samuel. He didn't even know it, but the Lord was there. We, just, we sing about that. Even when I can't see you, you're working. The Lord was there. The Lord stood. And he said, Samuel. And as soon as Samuel answered back, he said, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God began to speak to that boy, opened up his prophetic office, and Samuel became so prophetic that the Bible says not one of his words fell to the ground. One day this prophet, Samuel, who's been activated by this priestly office, this prophet gets up and the Lord speaks to him. He says, how long will you mourn over what just happened? Behold, I do a new thing. Go to the house of Jesse for one of Jesse's boys. Because this is fascinating with God. He leads you in steps, not miles, steps. He didn't tell him his name. He just said, in Jesse's house, there's a boy. Go anoint him king. So he sends word to Jesse. You know, Jesse gets all the boys besides one, David. And he comes and he stands before Eliab and he says, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. He'll be king. And it's like, nope. Nope, 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 goes down the line. He's like, are there any more boys? He's like, I got one more. Left him in a field. Who have you been left by? Do you know it doesn't disqualify you? He said, I got one more in a field. His name is David. He said, bring him to me. This is one of my favorite parts of scripture. Samuel says, I will not sit down until you bring me the boy. And it took so long that when David walked in, it's like, and they all arose. (laughs) Uh, So he had to get up uh, because he sat down. Anyway, uh, David walks in and he anoints him as king. And the power of God hits his life. And at the end of David's life, of seeing all these victories, Goliath's fall. Because the anointing of a king changes things physically. It brings physical things into the kingdom of God. At the end of his life, David is like, I've brought much into the kingdom of God, but what I want to do is bring him a house. And the Lord speaks to him and says, it's not for you. It's actually for the next generation. But he says, you need to remember something. That you were nothing when I met you. I took you from the sheep coat, following the sheep, and I lifted you up. And I just feel like in this season, in this season, the Lord is lifting people up. And you may look at yourself and say, who, me? Yes, you. He'll take you from the sheep coat. He'll take you from nothing. Our, our whole, whole Christianity is based off a of lifting. God taken the Lord Jesus from the lowest place to the highest. 
(laughs) And you may be at your lowest place right now, but did you know your lowest place is nothing for the Lord? The Lord can lift you up. Amen. He can take you places you never would have dreamed of. But you know how you get there? King is activated by prophet. And prophet is activated by priest. See, we want to see things for God and say things for God. And then we want God to do things for us. That's kingly. We want to do things for God. That's kingly. You don't get any of those without the priest. And you know what the priest would do in the Old Testament? They had an outer court where everybody else was. Do you know this is the outer court? (laughs) everybody, you know, comes to the outer court. They'll come here or they'll come online and everybody will come to the outer court. Um, People can see us. But a priest, they wanted more than the outer court. They would press in, go a little deeper to the Holy of Holies. No one else was there. But the Lord was. And God would do a work in those people in spirit so that they could come out and anoint prophets and prophets would anoint kings. And I feel like many of you, if you would take this season of your life and press in a little deeper, go from the outer court to the inner court, be a little less carnal and a little more spiritual, come over into things that you'll begin to hear and God will begin to divinely position you for the next thing he has for you. And in that place, you'll begin to see some things, see some things differently, see some opportunities that you wouldn't have seen before, seeing some things in business, seeing some things in a career, seeing some things like God wants, you want me to do that for you? And then once you see it, you need to go, some, go get with some people to begin saying it, begin praying it out, begin saying it. Because when you see it and say it, you operate then in kingly anointings that begin to obtain it and bring it in. But it's not through the work of the flesh. It's from the supply of the spirit that came from the other two offices. And I I just sense as if there's some kings that you know you're a king. You, You know, like David, you know, like David, the Lord has brought me a long way. That this was not of my goodness or my grace. The Lord has been faithful to me. That he took me from the sheep coat. And he slayed enemies before me. And things moved and things happened. And the Lord is saying, I'm activating you to do some more things. Walk in that anointing. Press in a little deeper. Go back to being a priest. It will activate your kingly anointing again. But then there are some of you who, like David, you're still with the sheep coat. And I love how he put it, and following the sheep, because the sheep are supposed to follow the shepherd. But when you don't have your act together, you have to follow the sheep. And some of you, you may not have your act together. That's okay. You you may look at your life and be like, Pastor Joel, I'm telling you, I'm no one special. And that breaks my heart to even say it, but I know so many of you are there. I'm no one special. Like other people will do things. Other people will accomplish things. Other people will write things. Other people will sing things. Other people will start things. Other people will be successful. Other people will be free. Other people will do those things. And God is like... I know you may be even forgetting yourself, but you forget that there is a God who specializes in a lifting. 
And then you might not think much of yourself. And even if you grew up in an atmosphere that did not think much of you, you are not limited by those things. And the Lord wants you walking in things so that you can help the the offices of priest and prophet begin to take the hearts of men, to take the hearts of women, boys and girls, and bring them into the kingdom. Because we need all three. We need prophet, priest, and king. We need all three to reach our city and our world like it needs to be reached. And I just feel like it's time for kings to arise for people to accept the call of God that is on their life and arise and take things in the natural and bring them into his kingdom. Amen, 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 amen. I am out of time. Amen, amen. Uh, Let's pray. Uh, I'll invite uh, our campus pastor at Highland Colony. Ryan is there today. He'll close out the Highland Colony service online. I'm not sure who we have for the online campus today, but I know you're in good hands. We'll let them close out the service today. And then for you here at Lakeland, if you're here today and you just want to surrender like a priest like never before, I I think I could even just say that in my own life. I'm just saying I I, want to go more into the Holy of Holies. Like I'm thankful for the outer court where everybody is, but I I, want to hear a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more. I want to pray a little bit more. Amen. And if you're here today and you just want to surrender to Jesus in that way, maybe it is for the first time, but maybe you're like me and you're like, I do too, Pastor. I want to press in more. Let's just all right now, just bow our head and close your eyes. Every one of us. And let's just lift our hands up to the Lord. If you want to, you don't have to, but let's just lift our hands up to the Lord and just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, would you give me eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that understands? I want to go further than the outer court. I want to go in to the Holy of Holies. Heavenly Father, I want you to be real to me. I want your voice to be real to me. I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. I want you to teach me. I want you to show me things to come. Heavenly Father, I invite intimacy with you and your Holy Spirit. I yield to you and I say, Father, I will decrease so that you may increase. And I thank you, Father, all of my past, all of my sin, all of my shame is under the blood. Jesus, you are my Lord. And with your help, I'm walking freer than I have ever been. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I say boldly, right now, the past is over. It's the end. And right now, a new day is dawning. It's the beginning of the best season of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate today.